Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode here at View from the Bullins. And this is, of course, the weekly catch-up. I am Bob the Bobble, and I'm joined by, yet again, the Spaniard that is also known as Paul Draper. Paul, another week at Everton, another week at Goodison Park, an yep. imminent arrival of Everton's first signing of the summer, Sean Dyche's first signing of his Everton tenure, and it is a 38-year-old Ashley Young, who is currently a free agent, obviously leaving Aston Villa after not having a new contract offered to him by Unai Emery. Ashley Young's going to come in as a fullback primarily, maybe off a cover for Seamus Common and Nathan Patterson on the right-hand side, but I think more so gives some good competition to Vitaly Mikolenko on the left-hand side of the back four. Ashley Young, 38, free transfer, he played in quite a lot of games last year for Aston Villa, but what are your initial thoughts on that? First initial thoughts are he strengthens the 11 straight away. Mm-hmm. Nikolenko, as it stands, I know he's injured, he's had a little bit of a knock, but as it stands, Ashley Young's a better better option for that left-back position, in my opinion. Even at, th- even at the age of 38? Yeah, and even at the age of 45, I think. Pff, even, <laughs> e- even you could play better than, than Mikhailenko right now, really, let's be honest. He's, he's not the best, isn't he? Or he hasn't been mm-hmm. at the best of <clears throat> forms since... Since we signed him, really, mm. apart from that spell back end of Frank Lampard's first season. Yeah, I mean, free transfer, obviously, don't know what his wages are. I imagine they'll be quite lowish. Sound by me. Brings experience, leadership, which we've lost a bit with the likes of Cody and Mina going, especially in that back four. Branthwaite coming in could be a, a bit of a younger back four with Patson and, again, Jared Branthwaite, who's just had the just won the European Championship under 21 with James Garner. So, yeah, I think it's a good addition as long as the main priorities come, as long as that money that they may have used to sign a starting left-back or, or, or a younger player for that position is used to sign attacking players and mm. forwards, wingers, or even maybe a midfielder. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally against it. I'm not totally for it. It's just, it is what it is. This is the pool we are in now. We're, we're in a bargain basement. We need to get what we can get through the door out of. And the bottom end of the story is if Sean Dyche likes him, I like him. 
Mm. No, and I understand that. But do, do you understand the signing? You, you just touched on maybe Everton have lost some experience in the likes of Connor Cody, Yerry Mina, even the likes of Andros Townsend further up the pitch. Everton have lost quite a lot of experience this summer with players leaving the football club. And one thing, OK, I know he's 38, but one thing Ashley Young will bring is professionalism and, th- and, and experience because if you are still playing at the top level in the Premier League, at the age of 38, you are doing something right. And I think that has to be acknowledged. Yeah, I think he started 23 games last year for Aston Villa. I think he featured in 28 overall in all competitions. That's just Premier League. So yeah, oh, there we go. So it, it, that's a great effort for a 38-year-old. And it goes to show that, I know he was 37 last year, but it, during the, the last season, I mean, but what it goes to show is it goes to, he's an ultimate professional. And if you are at the late, latter ages of 30, unless you're a goalkeeper, you can make, sometimes get away with it. But as a, Outfield player, if you are still continuing in the Premier League at that age, it's it just shows what a top-class professional you are. And maybe he can shed, you know, some professionalism. And I'm not saying that Everton are not professional, but he can shed some experience, some responsibility, how to look after yourself, what to eat, what not to eat, and how to prolong your career to maybe some of the youngsters at Everton. And like you've touched on, because we have lost so many leaders this this summer, it may be that he may feature as a bit part player, so so to speak, at, at Goodison Park, but off the pitch, he might just be just as important as on it. Something that he also brings is reliability. Mm-hmm. He, he, I think last time he was out what, for three games and due to COVID isolation, he's as reliable as a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. For any, for any yeah. F1 fans that are listening, that, that car just does not. His reliability is amazing. But ha- Ashley Young's reliability is just as good. He's, he's always available. He's always fit, ready to go. And I think he's only really had two longish injuries in his Premier League career where he's missed, I think it was 10 and 13 games mm. when he was back at Man United. So, yeah, again, fitness-wise, he always seems to be available. His body is playing up with him very, very good. And it's really good to see what it, what he's doing. And to be fair, if you're as you said, if you're 38 and you're still doing well in the, in the Premier League, that, that, that's sound enough for me. Villa fans majorly wanted to keep him and they thought he'd be a good addition and they, they've just qualified for Europe under Unai Emery. So, so really, we can't... I, know, I'm not, I don't want to say people can't turn their noses down at Ashley Young, but it's just a sign in that clubs make and there was a lot of clubs after him, the likes of Luton, clubs elsewhere in Europe, Championship. So he was a quite mm-hmm. sought-after guy, so it's a good coup. Well, you just said that other clubs were after him and maybe Aston Villa wanted to keep him. So I actually did some digging on this oh. one and actually spoke to someone from Aston Villa. And internally at Villa, there was a bit of disappointment that they didn't offer him another year. They felt that he'd done more than enough to warrant another year in Ashley Young's representative CAA base. And Ashley Young, they also believe that they, well, they were under the impression that he was going to get offered at least another one more one year deal at Aston Villa. And you just touched on his injuries. Now we've got his injuries up here on the big screen yeah, we have. in the studio. So, you know, bear in mind he's now 38. His last absence from a team due to injury was coronavirus. And that was when he was at Inter Milan. He missed three games yep. over 13 days. And we said, yeah, and then I think... And then from that, on, that, from that point onwards, he hasn't been injured since the 18-19 season. Yeah. And that was only for five days. So yeah, that's he's not got, even an injury. Either. He's that's got a enough. terrific injury record. And now I know we're all going to sit here and all the Evertonians are going to be listening and thinking, Welcome well, to Everton. Well, yeah, once Everton yeah. has touched you and everything that goes with it. But it, I think he is 
he reminds me when I look at his injury record and when I look at how he's prolonged his career, I'm not saying he's anywhere near as Ryan Giggs, but he's obviously nowhere near as talented as Ryan Giggs. But Ryan Giggs prolonged his career and he looked after his body incredibly well. And when you look at Ashley Young's injury record, his current age is just as good in terms of, you can tell he really, really hones in on how to look after your body, how to maintain your fitness levels, how to not get these niggly injuries. Because when you get to that age, your muscles maybe do pick up a bit more injuries. But like I said, when I spoke to a couple of people at Aston Villa, they said he never misses a training session. He's the heartbeat of the team. And actually, I think it was Unai Emery, Stephen Gerrard, sorry, not Unai Emery, Stephen Gerrard actually said when he was in charge at Aston Villa that he couldn't believe just how important Ashley Young was to his team when he was in charge of Aston Villa. So, yeah, I get it. It's not going to set the world alight. I'm sure many Evertonians will want more, of course. I think if Ashley Young was maybe the fourth signing of this window, it may have a little bit more acceptance to it. Obviously, because it's our first one. Yeah, people are desperate for... Yeah, we're desperate for a bit more. Yeah, so I I get it. I do kind of understand it. But when you just look at maybe it's a free transfer, okay, he's 38, but if he comes in for one year or maybe two years at a push and does really, really well um, and gives genuine competition for Tali Mikolenko, it at least gives Everton's recruitment team the opportunity to focus on other pressing areas. So moving on from Ashley Young, Everton are currently in Switzerland for the pre-season tour. They're oh, currently, for some. It is all right for some. You're absolutely right. They are currently now in Switzerland being put through their paces. They are doing double sessions in Switzerland ahead of the fixture against Neon on Friday. And Sean Deitch has done an interview whilst in Switzerland, which is now out to be seen on the Everton official channel and also the Everton official YouTube channel. And Deitch has actually asked for patience when it comes to signings and just to be patient. It was a good interview by Deutsch, weren't it? I'm not going to lie. As we're recording this, I haven't had the chance to watch it. I've had to come, come from work and I haven't had the chance to catch up, but I'll, I'll definitely watch it later. Anything to do with Deutsch, you know, me and Ben, big, big fans of him. Um, Yeah, I think we've got to be patient because we all know the situation we're in financially and how hard it's going to be for us to get these deals over the line. I mean, I, I can see if people start getting worried if come Fulham, we haven't got enough options available. I, although I'm not sure when the window shuts. I think, is it September again? But I'm not sure when it does shut it. Because I know the Premier League, they've done the last few years where they've changed the dates. If it's been before the season started or after, it's just been quite strange for them. But as long as when the window shuts, we've got all the players that... The club believes the needs and they are happy with their transfer window and they've added enough quality up front and in all areas. I, th- I think we'll be fine, me. I really I really think we'll be fine. I've just got too much hope on and too much faith in Daesh for it to not be fine. You're absolutely right. It ends on September the 1st. They have until Friday, September the 1st, to finish their signings. And that window, the window will actually close at 11pm, mate. Yeah, that, that's fine. As long as as long as the players are in there for five past eleven, then that's sound. Well, I'd like them obviously ready for the first game of the yeah, season. But, but I, as, I, as Daisha, we need to be patient because of where that what our position is and financially. And when it gets to the back end of the market, the back end of the window, you know this better than me. Players come available then. Yeah, players that you didn't think that were available come available, or clubs start to panic, thinking we're not going to get what we want for this. We we not going to be able to get rid of this or this player to then bring this other player in. So. When it gets to the back end of the window, your your main targets may come available or may come available at a cheaper price. 
Yeah, Everton find themselves in a position where because of the financial predicament that we're in, Everton maybe can't move on players quicker than other clubs because, for one, we probably can't offer the money that we'd need to secure a player early. And also we have to wait for other dominoes to fall before taking what we want to take after. So you almost feel like the the transfer window is not in your hands. And I think that is quite a difficult position to be in for a football club to, to have to wait on maybe a couple of other deals further up the chain to happen to allow you then to come in and swoop for your target um, so when Deitch asks for patience I think that's probably the right thing to say I don't think he could probably say much he's not going to come out and you know panic or, or say anything that's going to cause hysteria so I think all he could say in reality was let's just be patient uh, they are working on signings as we know you know I've, I've spoke to you at length I spoke to you know on this podcast at length they are working very hard Sean Deitch Dan Purdy and Kevin Thalwell uh, Kevin Thalwell has actually stayed in the UK while Everton have gone over to, to Switzerland yeah so good on him he's obviously got a lot of work to do so just looking at the Switzerland trip on Kevin Thalwell let's just say constantly to report <laughs> flying through the week he hasn't yeah, gone he, he hasn't, hasn't resigned he's not going anywhere so yeah this yeah ignore those rumors blues so looking at switzerland we saw the squad that has actually flown out to switzerland there was two notable absentees from the list one was mason holgate and the other one was vitali mikolenko they've both been left at home due to injury but we're just going to look at the current squad that actually flown over to switzerland and we're going to get it on the big screen here in the studio here it is we're looking at it now. There's a lot of youngsters on there. Liam Higgins, Mackenzie Hunt, Katia Kiate, Stanley Dobbin. Mills, Tyron Yango, Lewis Warrington, Reese Welch, Francis Billy Krellin. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of youngsters blooded into this first team. Now, I remember talking on this podcast with Ben on the Media Roundup for all the patron listeners, and I said Everton were really going to buffer this squad up with youngsters to, to make sure it was a viable trip and to make sure there was enough numbers. But when you look at this squad... More Paul, youngsters than first team, is they? But when you look at this current squad, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? If you, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, really, when you look at that squad. It's... I, I get, I get. It's, it's an early pre-season squad. Yeah. There's still at least two players to come into there, which are obviously James Garner and Darren Branthwaite, who've just started their holidays. And Damari Gray, oh, who's away with Jamaica. Forgot about him, but well, it, that's if he comes yeah. back to Everton. Um, yeah, Damari Gray too. Obviously, the two injured players that you've mentioned. I think there is a few. J, JP Gabamin not there either. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm surprised by that. He he'd be getting more Everton gear to spin on Facebook. But yeah, it's just the preseason squad, isn't it really? For me, it, 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 I'm more worried about what the squad's gonna look like again against Fulham on the first game of the season or after the first of September. I didn't read too much into these. We know we haven't signed players, we know we've left a few players go. So I'm actually happy to see a lot of these kids that are gonna be given a chance to impress Daish. And his, and his staff over in Switzerland and then maybe get a chance throughout pre-season and see maybe postpone their decisions on loans or or permanent transfers. Mm. Well, two inclusions on the trip that I think we need to we need to touch on was... Also, that, that squad missing Ashley Young? Yes, of course, yeah. But two inclusions, one was Deli Alley and the other one was Andre Gomez, both on loan respectively last season. Andre Gomez had a fairly decent enough season by all accounts, and Deli Ali kind of struggled in, in Turkey. But were you surprised that those two were added in? JP Gabamin has been left out due to rehabilitation reasons, due to an injury. But those two have been taken. 
do you think there's any chance for either of those to not only stake a claim, but also to impress Sean Dodge and the coaching staff enough to be considered for first-team football when the Premier League starts? As long as they're there, there is a chance. I don't believe neither of them will impress him. I don't think neither of them suit what Sean Dyche and his staff ask, for, ask off the players, what the, what the, the way they play, the way they press, the way they are physically sharp, fit. So, you, you, so you don't think they'd fit into a Sean Dyche system? I don't think they'll fit into a Sean Dyche system. I think they've only gone to fill the numbers up because they are so... because the squad is so thin. Ideally, probably Everton would have wanted maybe, maybe, especially Andre Gomez to stay home and secure a move elsewhere. We know he's he's probably such wood not going to be here at the end of the window. Deli Ali, we know if he plays a eight seven games actually seven is it? It's yeah. seven more. If he plays seven more games, obviously not non-friendlies, obviously official games. We've got to fork out ten million pounds to Tottenham, which I don't think the club would be really happy with right now. So, yeah, they, they, they are actively looking for moves for them two players. But, as as we mentioned before, how thin the squad is, really, they had to go. And it's also good for them to get some minutes into the belt and maybe impress a few teams, put themselves in a shop window, etc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you haven't given a listen to our Patreon channel over at A View From The Bullens, honestly, please give it a go. This isn't a sales tactic and this isn't us forcing it down your throat. We do so much work in the community and charity work here through people being members here at A View From The Bullens. We'd love to have you on board. Give us a go. If you like what you hear, there's plenty more content over on our Patreon channel from the media roundup to post-match, pre-match, to special guests, articles, and so much more. Honestly, it's definitely worth the money and it's great value for money. So if you haven't, give us a go yet on patreon go check it out the link is below so moving on again paul outgoings now at everton football club over the past few days everton confirmed the sale of ellis sims to coventry city in a deal worth up to eight million pounds including all installments all clauses Ellis Sims had a few suitors. Ipswich had a failed bid of around four million pounds for him. Swansea shown him round their training ground last weekend, but Coventry stole a march, and obviously with the imminent loss of Victor Jokeres going to Sporting Lisbon, do you like my pronunciation there? Absolutely. Can tell you, you know, a few people are down there. Down right? at the Cov City training ground, correct. So. Losing Jokeres to Sporting Lisbon. They've opted to go for Ellis Sims. They bought him. He's now in Portugal with them, actually, yep. for pre-season. I spoke to somebody who's currently training with Ellis Sims. Oh, here we go. Yeah, and Ellis Sims is very happy to be there. He's settling I'll, I'll in I'll take very, a guess at that, at that person. Off uh, oh, he's settling in very, very well, and he's very happy to be there. £8 million all in. You happy with that figure? Solid deal for Everton. I don't know, because obviously you, you haven't mentioned or it hasn't been mentioned in the press I don't know if Everton have then got a sell-on clause. 
Same as a few other players that have left this week, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. But yeah, I think he's only got a year left. He only had a year left in his deal. Yeah. So £8 million, potentially £8 million for Ellisons. I think it's a very, very good deal because Everton can put that £8 million straight on the books as eight. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm very happy with that. I mean, Sims, he wasn't Dyche's cup of tea. We ain't going to really get a chance. We need the money. Thanks for the contribution to the academy and for retiring. Koulibaly sent him to Saudi at Chelsea away with you and me. With huge it. result. Thank you, for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Do you think Ellis Sims got a, a fair enough crack of the whip? No, at I, don't, I don't think. I've, I've said to you before, and probably to Ben on, on the patron, I don't think he's ever really had the fairest of chances. I think mm. when he got thrown away, thrown up at, in, into the 11, it was the likes of Liverpool away, Old Trafford, and I can't really remember the other ground now, but it was another one of like the top the top clubs. And I, I remember, especially at Liverpool, I don't think he started off poorly. I think he started off all right, winning others. Making himself a nuisance against the It was the a tough defenders. ass playing up front on your own, yeah. wasn't it? It was a tough ass. And then once we went 1 0 down, it was it was just a dead game, then really. But yeah, I think he hasn't really been given the fair chance. He shouldn't have come back from Sunderland, really. He should have been coming back to training now and then decide. He should have stayed at Sunderland. But we know how desperate. Yeah, that was no fault of the lad, was it? No, that, no, that no, was no, Everton no. having no, problems. No, we know how desperate Frank Lampard, Kevin Thelwell, Dan Payne, yeah, everyone we got involved desperate. were. And he brought him back and he never really gave him a chance. So I, I, I really do feel sorry for the lad there. I think he's got potential to be a very, very good goal scorer. He's already proven that he can finish and I think the championship shoots him down to a T. So best of luck to the lad and hopefully we've got a salon close. How many goals do you think he'll score in the championship before oh, we move on? I think he'll. Oh, I think he'll get around fifteen. I think I he think gets around fifteen. I think he'll get around fifteen for his first season. season. And I think he's a different. He's a completely different profile and striker to Jokeres. Yeah, he's more of a finisher. Jokeres mm. was the whole package for them. Yeah. Because I remember we watched the playoff final together mm. and I thought he was outstanding that they got the assist mm. for the Gustavo. Yeah, he's, a bit, he's, he's, he's a bit more of a battering ram, Jokeres. Yeah. He can play that lone striker on his own and he can occupy a centre-half. But I have spoke to a few people at Coventry and they they have done extensive research and, and recruitment on Lennon Sims and they've studied him for a long time. They studied him last year. They actually studied him before he actually went to Sunderland on loan. Coventry were, were interested then, but he went to Sunderland. I've seen a few of their, a few of their forums, on obviously, on like social media, and they were all very, very happy at the thoughts of getting Sims of the players they were linked with. Before, property in the Championship, isn't it? Be, be, the end of the day. Before they sold Giocares, uh, uh, they all wanted Sims to replace him, mm. so... It's a good pickup for Coventry, yeah. yeah. So we, we take the eight million all in, potential eight million. Another player that has left Everton Football Club is the young hot prospect Samuel Smith from the youth team. Only seventeen. He's gone to Chelsea in again a deal worth four million pounds. Now this one has sparked a little bit of controversial uh, controversy. It has kind of divided the the fan base. Some Evertonians are not happy with Everton selling a young starlet for a few million pounds to a Premier League rival. Where do you sit with this one? I think it's a smash in the air, I'm not going to lie. I think, it, I think it's a brilliant deal for Everton. Kid hasn't played a minute of professional football. 17, I think he could walk away for free at the end of the year or at the end of his contract. You don't know how he's going to develop, how, how, what's he going to be like. And you get four million pounds for him. I think that puts him top three. Feeds for left back of his for left backs of his age. That's correct. I think it's I think it was a no-brainer. Even if Everton were a stable position financially, I I would be disappointed if they turned that, that offer down from Chelsea. I think it's a very, very good deal for the club and for the lads. To be he's gonna go down to Chelsea. He's gotta train with world class players, world class talents, 
the best facilities, the, one of the best academies in the country. Mm. And he'll develop into potentially a very good player. And as like Ella Sims, I, I hope <laughs> we put some sort of clause in there. Well, I spoke to a few people at Everton and they said to me that even if Everton's financial bank account, whatever you want to call it, even if Everton's finances were a lot better, they still would have accepted the £4 million because obviously Chelsea are buying potential. They're not buying anywhere near the finished article. And Everton felt that it was an offer that was too good to be turned down for a player that may never may make it. Well, he may make it. In, exactly. in five years' time, it may turn out to be an absolute brilliant bit of business by it, Chelsea. But it on the reported, flip side... It was reported by Paddy, Paddy Boylan, I think, in The Athletic a few days ago. The compensation we ended up getting for Thierry Small was around the million pounds. Correct. Thierry Small was rated higher than Samuel Smith. He was rated massively at Everton. Mm. And we see you now he can't even get into this. But well, we fought to right keep now. Thierry Small yeah. really we hard. Fought we, we fought really, and fought really to keep him. Because they really, really rated him in the club. He mm. thought he was going to be a top, top player. I think Ancelotti was quite a fan. Mm. And, and look what's happened to him. He can't even get into the St. Minute squad and he's looking to leave Southampton. That's how it is. You, you can look amazing against kids your age, but once it gets to professional football, it's a completely different ball game. Mm. So you can't gamble on players turning out good. If you've got that offer there, I think you should take it. Especially if you need to rebuild the economy. That's what you tell youngsters, you say. I, I bring you in, I give you the opportunity and then you can move on to bigger and better things. Well, the academy's doing its job because it's earning Everton money whether people agree with it or not. Yeah, well, but since Jan, since Jan, there's been... Yeah, Anthony Gordon, 45 uh, million. 45 and... About 8 million for million Sims, 4 million for Ishii Samuel Smith. There's a lot of money there. That's just from those about three. About 57 million pounds coming but in. one player we do want to touch on before we close yeah, out this podcast is Tom Cannon, another youngster that is being linked with a move away on, on social media and certain media outlets are saying that the likes of Preston and Sunderland have shown a bit of interest in Tom Cannon. Now, this one really divides opinion because there's a lot of Evertonians that don't want him to leave. They Being think a that he Blackburn last few days. Yeah, they think he's the one player that Everton shouldn't sell from the out out of the youngsters, and Everton should at least maybe give him another loan at a Championship club before making a final decision on Tom Cannon. Do you share that assessment? We shouldn't sell him. Yeah, I think now you've got about twelve million pounds from two of your youngsters, which is all full profit for them, for the books and the profit and sustainability. I think you can sort of take more and take more relaxed decisions with the likes of Tom Cannon and maybe Stanley Mills. I know Lewis Warrington's a different ball game. He, he will probably be leaving as he's only got a year left, and a it year. doesn't and it doesn't seem like they're gonna give him a new deal under no circumstances at the moment. So yeah, I think Tom Cannon he should get the preseason, see how see how he, if he impresses as Sean Dyche, and I'd like to see him go back on loan to. So it seemed like Preston, like Sunderland. We know Sunderland are good developing youngsters. They obviously have Ellis Sims, Ahmed Diallo of Man United. They, mm-hmm. are, they like to take players on loan and developing and push for the playoff or even automatic promotion. You never know in that championship. So yeah, I'd like to see Tom Cannon go out on loan more than sell, uh, especially the way that the, the prices that were being thrown around of, of like £5 million, stuff like that. I'd pay more for Tom Cannon that, than Ellis Sims. You, you, don't, you don't think Cannon's ready to be in and around the first team? You think he needs a loan? Well, that I haven't seen enough of him to say that. That will, that, that will, that will have to be judged over pre-season. I just mm. think he's better off, because he's still only young, he's better off getting a full season in the Championship and then, then running the ball over the first team, yeah. Yeah. 
And there we have it, guys, for the weekly catch-up here at A View from the Bullens. Again, if you like what you hear, if you want to see more of us or listen to more of us, go check our Patreon channel. Honestly, there's so much content and it's definitely value for money. It really, really is. In the meantime, have a great week. Everton playing Neon the first preseason game on Friday. In the meantime, take care and all the very best. Thank you. <laughs>